It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Vinyl Edition Radio Hour is a work of satire intended for people who own books, gentrify neighborhoods, and say they like kale. Please consume responsibly the satire, that is. Hi, I'm Jeff Chrysler. And I'm Tony Hendra. And this is the Final Edition Radio Hour. Well, Jeffers, this has been a week in the courts for the man in the White Castle. Indeed it has, Tony Kins. The executive branch got cut down to size by the judicial branch. Are we going for a pruning joke here? I don't think there is such a thing. But then Judge Gorsuch did some cutting down to size himself. My take, Scalia, part de was just trying to get a couple of Democrats to vote for him. So cynical, Tonykins. Surely no one who's a candidate for the Supreme Court would ever stoop that low. Typical lefty delusion. You really think that the Supremes represent judicial integrity? When throughout its history the court has come down on the side of might and money, screwing naive progressives like you blind over and over and over with it. Okay, all right, Tony, Tony, Tony. Before you blow another dozen blood vessels with another spittle-fleck rant, why don't we show our listeners rather than tell them what we think of the Supreme Court? Oh, right. We, we, we did do that three-part series on the Supreme Court last year. Why don't we just play part of that? Sounds good. Segment C work for you? Indeed. Case dismissed. This is the, the final, final edition, edition radio, radio hour. Valentine's Day is coming up. The final edition asks the man on the street. What do you think? I'm all for any holiday that encourages shooting people with a bow and arrow. I got a lot of Valentines to hand out. No, I don't know if they're expecting it, but... Uh... Well, my girlfriend and I have a tradition. Every year we do something disappointing. Wait, it's VD Day? Because I have VD. Is that the day that I, I tell people? I don't believe in love ever since Brangelina broke up. Much like Cupid, I will spend Valentine's Day in a diaper. Ah, yes, Valentine's Day. The day we celebrate Rudolph Valentino, the famous silent actor of the 1920s. Valentine's Day? I don't... Oh, you mean Single Awareness Day. I've been yelping a lot of really romantic date spots for my boyfriend to take his other girlfriend. Oh, Valentine's Day. Who am I going to creep out this year? I got a great friend zone dance. When I get into the friend zone, I do a friend zone dance. <laughs> oh, yeah? I've yeah. seen it, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Let's see it. What does it look like? It goes like this. <laughs> oh, oh, my. <laughs> oh, my great uncle in Poland was named Valentine after 
St. Valentine's Day, the day he was he was born, and he um, went blind and he shot himself. It's kind of a coincidence because my uncle uh, was named Martin Luther King because he was born on Martin Luther King Day. Uh, yeah. Also, she- he was Martin Luther King. And then this happened. Well, sort of. Yes, I would like to quote a 1986 speech from the late Senator Ted Kennedy in regards to Senator uh, Sessions. Mr. President. Majority Leader. I object to these comments by Senator Warren pertaining to Senator Sessions. But I have Objection it. from the Majority Leader is heard. But I... Uh, uh, all right. Then I'd like to read a letter from the widow of Martin Luther King, Coretta Scott King, written in 1986 as Sessions sought a post as uh, Mr. federal Mr. judge. President, Mr. President. Hey! Majority Leader. Again, I object. You didn't let me! Mr. President. Majority Leader. The senator from Massachusetts has been warned. But I Mr. Did. President. Majority Leader. I call to order under rule, watchman, jigger, and all that. That doesn't even make sense! Order allowed. You Yes, yes, we, we can. can. Mr. President. Majority Leader. I would like to make a motion to have restraints placed on the senator from Massachusetts. Whoa! Wait! No! Motion granted. And the hounds to be released. Hear, hear! No! I'm not out of order! You're out of order! This hearing is out of order! No! <laughs> <laughs> And now the senator from South Carolina has the floor. Somebody, I say, somebody knocked. F.H. Leghorn's the name. Senator Leghorn, that is. I'm from the South, sir. Welcome back to TFE News. Scientists at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill have uncovered something long thought impossible. Large numbers of people who do not give a shit about superhero movies. Terry Mars has the story. Scientists checked the results three times, but the data kept coming back the same. Hundreds of people so far, perhaps eventually thousands, have no interest in Spider-Man and do not especially care whether Batman and Superman ever fight again. Lead researcher Aaron Bancroft. We found it by accident. We were doing routine DNA screenings for Parkinson's, And we saw a defective gene that made it impossible for someone to care who directs the next Deadpool. We didn't know if this was a unique occurrence, so we started looking for more people like this. And where did you find them? You just go to bars in Manhattan and start talking about the Avengers. Then a crowd gathers, like it always does, and you look for anyone who stays at the bar reading their phone. From there, you just go up and ask them for DNA. And that must be quite awkward. Nah, it's a bar. People give all the DNA you want. Some of them won't stop. One of Bancroft's test subjects says she was relieved to find out she wasn't the only one like this. Look, I know there's an important part of life I'm missing here. It's like I'm outside some giant party, some expensive, overblown party that seems to be about the same shit over and over. Others with this condition have tried to go unnoticed. See if you can tell which test subject is overcompensating for a total lack of interest in the Iron Man franchise. It's kind of cheesy. Doctor Strange is diagnosing Iron Man. 
They're not even doing Iron Man 4 until 2020. Can we talk about the missed opportunities in Iron Man 3? Yes, totally. Why are we supposed to wait until 2020 for the next Iron Man? Dude, okay, calm down. Iron Man is so hot. No one's arguing with you. I am so attracted to him. But can this be treated? Dr. Dana Barkley of the Centers for Disease Control. There is no treatment, I'm afraid. All we can do is hope natural selection weeds these people out. But anecdotal evidence suggests that if you have this condition, women may actually be more likely to fuck you. This is Terry Mars for the final edition. Senor Presidente, I'm sorry to wake you, but we have an asylum seeker. Hmm. Is it Melania Trump? Uh, See, si. I have expected this. Welcome back to CNN. First Lady Melania Trump is seeking asylum in Mexico. Sarah James has that story. Tom, Melania Trump is refusing to leave the Mexican capital, and Donald Trump is refusing to leave the U.S. capital. Nobody is walking outside, nobody is talking to each other, nobody is getting anything done, and no one will answer my questions. Thank you for that report, Sarah James. Are you being sarcastic? Mrs. Trump, I am Presidente Enrique Nieto. From what are you seeking asylum? Donald, you'll have me killed. If I develop crow's feet, I will be poisoned like Putin's critics. If I screw up a speech one more time, I will be gunned down like Putin's critics. If Donald meets someone younger, I will get axed in the head like Stalin's critics. Mrs. Trump, how do you expect us to protect you? Please, keep Donald away. I need you to build a wall. Is this a trick? This breaking report, Mexico has become a giant women's shelter. Sarah James has the story. Tom, millions of women are fleeing America into Mexico to get away from the U.S. president. Here is Mexican President Enrique Nieto. Suddenly, Mexico has many, many women. It is very nice, but now we are low on pumpkin spice and gluten-free noodles. Sarah, what is Donald Trump's reaction? I have no idea, Tom. I'm in Mexico, and I'm not coming back. Then over to Bob Devins in Washington. Tom, the White House has responded with a series of dick pics and a statement saying these women will come crawling back sooner or later. Meanwhile, security officials believe Melania Trump has already given Mexican officials damaging information about the president. Every night, he prays to Allah. Allah? Like the Muslims do? Who else would hate Muslims so much except a self-hating Muslim? And she has made embarrassing public revelations. He never takes off his suit, even in the bath. Even when he puts on another suit, he just puts it on over the old suit. That's why he looks so fat. Because he is wearing hundreds of thousands of suits. He is actually a very skinny man, nearly starving. The rest, it's just suits. Over to Sarah James, who is still in Mexico. Sarah, are the women ever coming back? I miss my mom. Tom, more than 20 million American women in Mexico now have menstrual cycles completely in sync. And we've started a book club. Just one book club? All 20 million of you? Yes, we meet on Thursdays at Lori's house. Sorry to break in, but the president is standing outside the wall that Mexico built. And he is screaming Melania's name like Stanley Kowalski in A Streetcar Named Desire. Melania! Melania! 
Mrs. Trump, we cannot have your husband crying in front of our nice new wall. It is embarrassing us in front of the neighbors. Of course, the only neighbor is Canada, and they always pretend they don't see anything. No, you're right. I will have to hide someplace. Someplace Donald will never, ever look. Within himself? Betsy DeVos, the new Secretary of Education, has a long history of pushing reforms of the education system. The final edition's Candy Kane caught up with Ms. DeVos in Flint, Michigan at her latest project, a pilot for-profit program for preschoolers. Ms. DeVos, this is a pretty big space for a daycare center. This was formerly the biggest juvenile facility in mid-Michigan. We've repurposed it as a super fun, low-cost daycare option for inner-city working moms. It's called a detention center. For dollars a day, each preschooler gets their own secure space to sleep, watch Nickelodeon reruns, or just be alone with their thoughts. How do inner-city working moms afford the dollars a day? The state of Michigan gives them these lovely vouchers. <laughs> they're almost like money. Well, they're green. The state of Michigan is paying for the daycare? Well, there's a copay. We have to think of our shareholders. Why are the little kids in these cells? We don't call them cells, Candy. We call them play cells. The little ones are two to a play cell with one guardian per 20 play cells. Optional extras include toys, fast food, and Ritalin, or Adderall. Working moms are free to choose. What's with the orange jumpsuits? Aren't they cute? With their little names and numbers stenciled right over their little hearts. You could just eat them all up. Plus, if they try to break out, it's easier to apprehend them. Why is that little girl in handcuffs? That's Vanessa. Vanessa's been a bad girl. Officer, bring Vanessa over here. What's her infraction? Vasquez is in cuffs because she sucks her thumb. She's a serial thumb sucker. Vanessa, honey, why do you persist in sucking your thumb? You know what Aunt Betsy says. Thumb sucking is a sin. You try the hole? Affirmative. NG. Just wet herself. Kept right on sucking. Jesus Christ on a cracker, Vanessa. This is your third citation. I want my mommy. You ain't seeing your mommy for a while, Vasquez. So, in the Betsy DeVos Detention Center, it's three sucks and you're out? Vanessa's had her chance to redeem herself. She's only four, but she'll be tried as a high schooler. Try? By a jury of her peers. Of four-year-olds? Of course not! They'll all be in grade school. The prosecutor presents the state's case. Then the jury gives their individual verdicts pro or con. It's fun and wonderful instruction about how the judicial branch works. Sounds more like organized bullying. 
Conservative Christians don't share the perverse heathen prejudice against so-called bullying candy. Bullying is a gift of God, a force of nature. The wounded wildebeest is abandoned by the herd. Hens peck sick chicks to death. Bullying keeps the group strong, pure, and godly. But these aren't wildebeests or chickens. They're little kids. Conservative Christian education is based on the belief that each individual is responsible and accountable for her actions. You can't start teaching that lesson too early. If Vanessa's found guilty, what happens to her? Vanessa will be put in a special program for slow learners, which I created and funded. It's revolutionary. Identify slow learners as early as possible, get them on their own track, and don't stint with the dollars. Won't that make them develop low self-esteem? You know the Christian term for self-esteem, Candy? The sin of pride. It's far kinder for underachieving little ones to be shunted to a slow track where they don't feel so bad about their abysmal scores. Average student scores shoot up without the drag of slow kids. School enrollment plunges, meaning more dollars per scholar. Plus, slow kids won't waste years trying to acquire literacy and numeracy. They'll rotate early out of school into exciting military careers in the Catering Corps, the Tailoring Corps, and the Latrine Corps. You have a name for this revolutionary approach? The Slow Child Left Behind Program. Thank you, Betsy. We all hope you die soon, and painfully. Oh, I won't. Christ will keep me eternal. Our God is an awesome God, he reigns from heaven Welcome back to the final edition. I'm Gil Barron. And I'm Ben Kirshner. Uh, now, Gil, you had a strange thing happen to you this month. Yeah. So there's this team of computational biologists at the University of Dundee in Scotland. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what University of Dundee is known for. Right. And one of the professors there has a similar name to me. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you're Gil Barron, and he is? Gil Barton. Oh, yeah. And Dr. Barton's team has been tagging me in all of his biological research on Twitter. Oh, wow. I mean, you would think scientists who deal with large sets of data wouldn't have so many typos, or that they would post their results on Twitter. Uh, so I invited Dr. Barton down to the studio to talk to us. Wait, you did what? Bam! Good! Hello! Hi, Dr. Barton. Please, call me Dr. Barman. Right. So, Dr. Barton, why don't you tell us about your work? Sir, I specialize in energetic engineering. Oh, what's energetic engineering? My wife's work. It's combining genes to make something new. I think he means genetic engineering. That's what I said. No, you said... Never mind, let's move on. Uh, what goes into genetic engineering? Well, flitters, you take the genes and you cute them apart. You cute them apart? I have a screech impediment. All right, but that aside, I'm pretty sure that's not how biology works. If any other man did that, I'd smirk him across the base. But you... You are famed computational biologist Gil Barron. You are? No. Yes. So we cute up the genes and we plot them in the blunder. Now, you see, this sounds less like a speech impediment and more like the Swedish chef. If any other man did that, I'd schleck him across the mace. But you, you are flamed computational biologist Gil Barron. I am? No, you're not. So we take the genes from the blunder and we shackle them to an ox cart. What could that mean besides shackle them to an ox cart? Yes, yes, an ox. 
Like from the origami troll. Well, that doesn't sound like biology at all. You're just a big old weirdo, aren't you, Dr. Barton? No! I'm a world-renowned computational biologist who made a slight typo on Twitter and got sucked into the well of you idiots. Yeah, that sounds about right. Any last dick jokes before we go to break? You're both the fucking worst. Man, I, I remember the Swedish chef being a lot funnier. So, Ben, did we learn anything here? No, I don't think so. Come on, Melania. You know you love it. Right there on the pillow. Like this, you mean, Donald? Welcome to Inside Donald Trump. Let's join Donald's plucky internal organs as they plot to sabotage the doughboy demagogue. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah. Sprinkle it around. Meet their leader, Harriet the Hunt. Jesus, you know what this sexist sack of sewage is doing now? What's he doing? Oh, yeah. what? I don't know. Come on. Come on. He now. is a sack of sewage. I can't say it. Reach, Reach girl. Yeah. Say it. Yeah. 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 He's making Melania. Melania. What's Melania? What is that? Yeah, what is uh, that? Melania. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. This. Sounds like some sort of disease. That cheese? Melania is his wife, Sydney and Whitney Kidney. He's making her uh, uh, mark his territory where our man Barack laid his head at night. Yeah. What kind of life is this? Stuck in this shit bucket's fat carcass, forcing blood through his gunk clogged arteries? It's like sucking lard flavored jello through a straw. Yes! Fucking Parkinson's disease. Leukemia! Now hold on there, folks. Meet Leroy Deliver. No one deplores Mr. Trump's bigoted balderdash more than I. But the good Lord chose me to be his liver. Glory, hallelujah. Whatever I personally opine, my solemn duty as a good Baptist gland is to keep his innards running good. Oh, come on, man. What the fuck? Get rid of dude. Come on, Melania. More all over the bed. But Donald, darling, no more tinkle. I am all dried out like fig. Then drink another sliver of it, sling your Slovenian slut. Yeah, there you go. Oh, no. Oh, shit. He's getting an erection. And introducing Peter Percival Penis. Hey, Harv, you lazy bitch. Get some blood down here. The boss wants to pleasure himself. No blood for you. You're too small to be a dick. You ain't even big enough to be a clitoris. Yeah! 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 Right. Hey, daddy Come and get me. I'm ready. He sure sounds like a clitoris. No way! No way! No blood! No blood! No blood! No blood! No blood! No blood! Great baby. Better than sex. Just like the night we first met. Hey there, fellow gland. Guess what? 
We got trickle down. Hi, welcome back to the final edition. As you may have heard, we had an election, and it went great. Everything is wonderful. Apparently, part of the issue was people's worry about who would control the Supreme Court. Well, <laughs> perfect timing. As you may know, we at the Final Edition just produced a three-part series about the Supreme Court, the past, present, and future of the court, with Howell, which is part of the Earwolf Network. Earwolf Network. It is called Men in Black, Disrobing the Supreme Court, and we are exceptionally proud of it. Now, for your pleasure, we're going to give you a little taste of some of the sketches that actually made the cut, that preview of what's in that three-part series, which is an exclusively found on Howl.fm. In the past, we played some of the things that didn't make the cut. Now you're going to hear the good stuff. So listen, enjoy, then go take a peek at our three-part series on the Supreme Court by visiting Howl.fm. And when you track us down, you can use the promo code MIB, which stands for Men in Black, for a free one-month trial. This is the final edition of Radio Hour. God save the Queen. Marbury v. Madison remains one of the landmark decisions of the Supreme Court. The underlying facts of the case are convoluted and, quite frankly, extremely boring. The result, however, was profound. The court established the principle of judicial review, or as we non-lawyer idiots call it, unlimited and unchecked control. 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 We take you now to the year 1803 and the chambers of the Supreme Court, as Chief Justice John Marshall and crew work together to establish this monumental decision. Okay, so basically, William Marbury has not received his commission, blah, 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 justice of the peace, yada, 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 Judiciary Act of 1789, etc., etc. Look, can we simplify this? Well, Marbury's demanding that we order the Secretary of State to issue his commission to serve office in D.C. He was appointed, and the Secretary is supposed to do this. Boom. Love it. Ordering people around. Done. But... He's asking us to do it because of the Judiciary Act of 1789. Ooh, good note. Don't love that act. Why not, John Marshall? Doesn't it give us more power? Well, William Patterson, what we can do is already outlined in the Constitution, right? That's true, John Marshall, in Article 3. But if Congress can just pass any old act to change what we can do, well, they gave us power this time, but next time they might take it away. Whoa, you just blew my mind. Hey, Samuel Chase, you've been pretty quiet. What's your take on all this? Look, I don't want to make any decision until I hear what Bushrod Washington thinks. Bushrod Washington? Now, I know I'm only the justice with the silliest sounding name, but it seems to me that what we're actually being asked to rule on is who gets final say on what is and isn't constitutional. Well, no, that's not what we're being asked, but yeah, fuck it. Let's do that instead. Sounds way more fun than this snooze fest. Uh, Who gets final say on the law? Well... Look, uh, this is going to sound tacky, but it should be us, right? 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 I didn't want to say it, but we definitely are the most qualified. Of course we are. Any idiot can get elected to Congress. And the president? You only have to be 35 and American and alive. Oh, man, you're right. Why, 
that simpleton Donovan Trump who cleans our chamber pots can become president. Or any of his probably stupider descendants. Gentlemen, you've convinced me. Bushrod Washington. Bushrod Washington. For the sake of America, I think we have to give ourselves unlimited control over the country and the Constitution for its own good. Look, no one wants to be the one to say I should have all the power, but come on. We're not saying make us your supreme rulers. We're saying if you have to have a supreme ruler... Who's more qualified than us? Seems like we're all in agreement here. What about you, Samuel Chase? Oh, uh, I'm just going to vote however Bushrod Washington does. Bushrod Washington? Good enough for me. You're the Clarence Thomas of your time, Samuel Chase. Uh, John Marshall, it's 1803. We haven't heard of Clarence Thomas yet. Doesn't matter. I cannot wait to lord over the American people with our superior intellect and jurisprudence. Guys, I have... So many hot takes on slavery. Wonderful. So I guess all that's left is to finalize the ruling, the way all Supreme Court decisions are finalized, with a big Broadway musical number. Because power is power, is power is power. How does a ragtag group of unelected rich men get to decide the fate of a nation's government? We're chosen by one man, confirmed by a hundred other. They're also rich white men. Heck, we're practically brothers. Think of all the fuck things that we can now do, mostly for each other, and maybe some for you. Ordered and sworn, delivered and born. Our wordy long opinions will get this country torn Asunder and under cover of law We'll plunder, you'll wonder how you never saw And in case you forget how we got the power to screw ya Marbury v. Madison is just a big fuck you, brah If you don't like it Go pass an amendment Impeach us and imperil this fragile brand of government now we the supreme law of the land Our opinions are more sacred than those of living men Maybe you think you're a protected class But you ain't shit to us unless you got that cash Elected heads will change but with Kenya we're the same And the world's gonna know our name What's our name man? United States Supreme Court We are United States Supreme Court What happens when nine wacky Supreme Court justices share the bench? And a big old house where they all live. Laughter happens on the new hit sitcom, Full Court. This week, the roomies debate how to break the news to little old Ruthie that her pal Antonin isn't coming back. Uh, Hi, Stephen. Hi, John. Hey, you guys. Where's Antonin? Golly, John, how do we tell Ruthie that Scalia is D-E-A-D? What? He's fucking dead. Stephen, we all have law degrees. Spelling isn't a good way of keeping secrets, D-U-M-M-Y. That's on this week's Full Court. Oh, I love you guys. Justice Clarence Thomas. 
renowned for his almost complete silence on the bench. During hearings before the court, he virtually never asks a question or makes comments. So remarkable is his taciturn nature that critics have often speculated he may lack legal curiosity or even intellectual acumen. For decades now, court watchers have wondered, what is he thinking? We'll hear argument first this morning in case 14-1468, Birchfield versus North Dakota and the related cases. Mr. Rothfeld? Thank you, Mr. Chief Justice, and may it please the Court. The fundamental problem with the statutes at issue in these three cases... And blah, blah, blah. blah. God, I hate being a Supreme Court Justice. This is so boring. How bad would it be if I paid attention? I don't see how they stand it. Look at them, hanging on every word. John Roberts, that uptight prick. He made me take down the Laura Croft Tomb Raider poster in my chambers. Rehnquist didn't mind, long as I called him Lord Chancellor. Then there's Suda. Tell me that guy isn't a homo, sitting there with that weird pinched face, his effeminate mannerisms and that silly lace collar. Oh wait, that's Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Hello, you magnificent gilf. I've got a non-kosher salami for you right here, Granny. You might like an uncut sausage for once. I keep forgetting Suda quit. He's up in New Hampshire. Probably jacking off to classic gay porn, like Buttman and Throbbing, or Sperms of Endearment, or Sorest Rump. Note to self, delete browser history. Again, speaking of where the boys aren't, there's Sotomayor and Kagan. I think both of you old dykes could stand to have your dockets filled with more than cobwebs. Uh, the combination of the benefit and the condition to see whether or not... Oh, no! More stupid, boring court stuff! I gotta make it go away. I gotta go to my happy place. There's no place like porn. There's no place like porn. There's no place like porn. Yeah! Who's the black judicial dick that's a hit with all the chips? It's Long Dong Thomas. That's right, bitch. Get me my can of coke. And none of your damn pubic hair. Korematsu versus the United States in 1944 upheld the U.S. government's right to put Japanese Americans in internment camps. The case has never been overturned. The final edition asked the man on the street, what do you think? Uh, I mean, who doesn't like camping? You know, we all make fun of the camps, but they came out with a lot of really nice lanyards and uh, wallets, and they made a mug for their dad. Is there a more bittersweet day than the last day of internment camp? Uh, let me introduce you to my friends, the Native Americans! We used to have a camp there. For the record, I'd just like to say that the Japanese internment camp is my least popular part of Disney's California Adventure. You know, as a Japanese millennial, the irony is that I'm looking for an internship. I don't understand why we need to overturn it. The only possible reason it would be a problem is if we elected a president with deep-seated hatred towards everyone, with barely any moral compass. As an old Japanese man, I'd just like to say, can I get out now? year 2224, the Supreme Court underwent its biggest change ever. Science had perfected cloning techniques, 
at the insistence of strict originalist legal scholars, nine of the actual founding fathers were cloned. They were then appointed to a new Supreme Court that perfectly reflected the will of the founding fathers. This so-called Jurassic Court began using time travel techniques to summon Americans from the past to answer for their crimes. One of the first groups they summoned was the early 21st century Supreme Court under Chief Justice John Roberts. What? Why are we suddenly in this futuristic setting standing before these judges in colonial garb? I'm Chief Justice John Roberts. Who are you? I am Chief Justice Thomas Jefferson of Founding Fathers Jurassic Court. You are here to answer charges and to provide that brief exposition. Thank you. You eight are accused of selling out the democracy we founded with your awful decision in Citizens United. Hey, why hasn't Justice Ruth Ginsburg been transported in time with us? Because it would have made the universe implode since Ruth Bader Ginsburg is already here, still alive in the year 2224. Please let me die. Chief Justice Thomas Jefferson is right. John Roberts, your foolish decision in Citizens United imperiled American democracy. Okay. Which one are you? What's your name, man? Alexander Hamilton. My name is Alexander Hamilton. Shut up, Hamilton. That stupid song is over 200 years old. You shut up. You're drunk again, Sam Adams. That's enough. Does anyone else have anything to add? Justice George Washington, stop trying to talk with those teeth. The point is... What the Roberts Court did was morally wrong. Because of you, we had to come back to recreate the perfect society that we originally left to you. We founding fathers didn't found this country to be run by giant corporations. We founded it to be run by wealthy planters. Justice Sonia Sotomayor here, Chief Justice Jefferson, can the justices who dissented in Citizens United be excused? Shut up, you swirly half-breed bitch! Justice Sam Adams has a point. Justice Sotomayor, your vote in Citizens United was cancelled. Just like the vote of every woman ever cast in the United States. When we went back and rescinded woman's suffrage. Ha ha! Women can't vote! Justice Washington says We have some bad news for you, Clarence Thomas We reinstituted slavery Stupid darky, take him away But I'm on your side I want the country you founding fathers intended That includes you, fucking Christmas or whatever your name is Chief Justice Jefferson I see the error of my ways. I was wrong to hand power to multinational corporations. Power should be in the hands of land-owning gentry. Glad to hear it. I always knew you were one of us, Justice Roberts. 
Get these white men all 10,000 acres and a bullwhip. And you nice ladies are free to make breakfast or design a flag. Must die now. God bless us all. And God bless the United States of America. This fall. Thousands of law students apply. Hundreds are in contention. Only 23 are hired. Can you handle the world's toughest internship? Can you take care of nine senior citizens in robes? Welcome to the highest court in the land, where everyone's opinion is dissenting. Hi, I'm Sarah. Sarah Clerks. Walk this way, Clerks. You'll spend the next month going through all these case files to choose what cases the court takes up. That's like a whole library. Don't screw it up, clerky. These clerks get close to their cases and to each other. TFE presents the number one new drama on podcast. My dad was a Supreme Court intern, Justice Ginsburg. My grandfather was a Supreme Court intern. Clerking is in my blood, Your Honor. Kiss me, you stupid intern. Justice Ginsburg. The drama everyone is talking about. Sarah, are you meeting us at the bar? Sure, I could use a drink. No, Sarah, the Virginia State Bar. Oh. Ball's in your court now. Are you ready for it to be in session? We'll never get this clerking done in time for the big case. We can if you focus. You two want to fight about what letters come in what order in the alphabet. You do it on your own time. Are we going to kiss now? Uh, sure. Oh, you mean her. One clerk has a devastating secret. I'm... I'm on Adderall. I think I'm an addict. Yeah, we're all taking Adderall. Oh, someone has Adderall? I'm sorry, Justice Ginsburg. I can't clerk for you on this case. You see, the plaintiff is my father. You can't recuse yourself. You're a clerk. No one cares. Clerkship, coming this fall on TFE. Hello, I'm Stanley Sherman. And I'm his wife, Rita Sherman. We're the people in the car ahead of you in traffic. The white SUV. And we're here to encourage you to subscribe to the Final Edition podcast. We are very interested in things. We appreciate a show that takes time to examine the issues. It makes us more informed voters. Whether to go to the right or go to the left or go straight or stop and consider our options. Well, the light is green up ahead, so we better slow down. This will take all my concentration. Be careful, Stan. I know. The Final Edition Podcast. We have one.
Did you buy tickets for today's raffle? Oh, yeah. These are always a lot of fun, so I thought, might as well. I bought all the tickets I could. I'm planning on winning everything. Okay, who's ready for a raffle? I am! Woo! Okay, let's Woo. begin. Our first prize is a $100 gift card to Whole Foods. <gasps> oh, please let me win this. I don't have any groceries at home. I've been eating nothing but cat food for weeks. <laughs> and the winning number is 18529. Ah, I won. Oh! Man, I really could have used that. Hey, can I have that gift card? <laughs> no way, I won it. I mean, I don't really shop at Whole Foods, but it's still mine. Okay, get those tickets ready because our next prize is an all-expense-paid trip to the Bahamas. <gasps> oh, oh my God, please let me win this one. This strange man keeps calling my house saying he's going to kill me, and every night I could swear he is right outside my window. Getting out of the country for a few days would really help me out. <laughs> Who has lucky ticket 18533? Oh, that's me. Oh! Yeah, babe. Okay, now let me ask you, lucky winner, are you excited to go to the Bahamas? Not really. I don't like the beach. Come on. I, I I have to win something. I bought all these tickets. It's time for our next prize. A brand new 2017 Ford Fiesta. I, what? I guess that's okay. It's not that good. Fuck! Please let me win this. I don't have a car and I walk Everywhere I go, I work on the complete opposite side of town, so it's quite a trek. And I don't own any shoes, so having a car would really be a lifesaver here. And the winning number is one, eight, five, six, eight. Yes, that's me. Oh, oh, sorry about that. I read that wrong. It's actually one, eight, five, six, seven. Uh, that'd be mine. What? You can't win twice? That's not fair. Can you at least raffle off some shoes? Congrats on the new car, sir. Also, all those taxes and fees are paid for, and you get a year's supply of premium gas as well. Eh, cool. I guess I'll just put it in my garage, though. There's no way I'd be caught dead driving a Fiesta. No! This is bullshit! I bought way more tickets than all of you, and I could actually really use these prizes. This game is rigged. It's rigged, I tell you. <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's give our lucky winners a round of applause. Yeah. Stop clapping. Why do we clap when someone wins a raffle? They didn't even do anything. They just got lucky. Well, maybe you should have bought more tickets. Are you kidding me? I literally spent all the money I have on these tickets. And here is our next prize, a giant publisher's clearinghouse check. Hey, maybe we'll win this one. You shut up. You don't talk to me. And the lucky winner is 18502. 18502. Wait a second. Yes, yes, that's me. Suck my dick, you pieces of shit. I'm rich. It's just an old giant prop check from a publisher's clearinghouse commercial. <laughs> okay, and now our final prize of the night is a mystery bag, Ooh. inside of which you may or may not find a fully loaded pistol with a broken safety, an unmarked bottle of pills, and a pre-written suicide note. 
And the lucky winner is 18549. 18549. Anyone? That'd be me. We have a winner! Yay! I knew you'd win one. Good luck, Mary. And finally, to leave you in a mellow mood, here is a comedy classic from the glory years of the National Lampoon, Deteriorata, first recorded in 1972. The music for this was written by Christopher Guest, the vocals were by Melissa Manchester, and it was performed by Norman Rose, a magnificent voice actor of the time. The words were written by yours truly. So here it is, Deteriorata. Placidly amid the noise and waste, and remember what comfort there may be in owning a piece thereof. Avoid quiet and passive persons unless you are in need of sleep. Rotate your tires. Speak glowingly of those greater than yourself, and heed well their advice, even though they be turkeys. Know what to kiss and when. Consider that two wrongs never make a right, but that three do. Wherever possible, put people on hold. Be comforted that in the face of all aridity and disillusionment, and despite the changing fortunes of time, there is always a big future in computer maintenance. Remember the Pueblo. Strive at all times to bend, fold, spindle, and mutilate. Know yourself. If you need help, call the FBI. Exercise caution in your daily affairs, especially with those persons closest to you. That lemon on your left, for instance. Be assured that a walk through the ocean of most souls would scarcely get your feet wet. Fall not in love, therefore, it will stick to your face. Gracefully surrender the things of youth, birds, clean air, tuna, Taiwan, and let not the sands of time get in your lunch. Hire people with hooks. For a good time, call 606-4311. Ask for Ken. Take heart amid the deepening gloom that your dog is finally getting enough cheese. And reflect that whatever misfortune may be your lot, it could only be worse in Milwaukee. You are a fluke of the universe. You have no right to be here. And whether you can hear it or not, the universe is laughing behind your back. Therefore, Make peace with your God, whatever you conceive him to be, hairy thunderer or cosmic muffin, with all its hopes, dreams, 
promises and urban renewal, the world continues to deteriorate. Give up. You are a That's our show. Thanks for listening to the Final Edition Radio Hour. The voices of the Final Edition are performed by Bruce Cherry, Jen Dodd, Jim Earl, Rob Gordon, Tony Hendra, Keith Saltohanes, Gil Barron, Ben Kirchner, John Gutierrez, Megan Gallagher, Samantha Gerwitz, Sean Ari Leher, Dan Frick, Dan Vitale, Jeff Chrysler, Barry Lank, John Marshall, Abby Parker, Rachel Rauch, James Mount, Jessica Park, Kurt Weitzman, Rob Miller, Kayla Merrill, Andrew Danish, Leslie Shapira, Anne Tuchel, and Darby Worley. Credit to our writers at the Final Edition Radio Hour, Bruce Cherry, Jen Dodd, Rob Gordon, Tony Hindra, Jeff Chrysler, John Marshall, Barry Lank, James Mount, Gil Barron, Ben Kirchner, John Gutierrez, Jessica Park, Kurt Weitzman, Leslie Shapira, Melinda Hughes, Jeremy Rayburn, and Steve Rosenfield. The final edition is produced and directed by Tony Hendra and Jeff Chrysler. West Coast production by Barry Lank. Audio edited and engineered by Greg Russ and Andrew Hammond. The final edition radio hour is the property of the final edition LLC. Copyright 2014. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.